Hey everyone, and welcome to the Cheyenne Hills podcast, Verse by Verse. We know it's often hard to find time to spend studying God's Word, so we're happy you can join us as we read, unpack, and discuss Scripture every Tuesday and Thursday. We hope you enjoy the program. Across the street and around the world, Cheyenne Hills. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the podcast. And today, Ken, we're going to... We're going to go to a tamarisk tree in Beersheba, and as we read this passage, there doesn't seem to be a lot of in-depth teaching. So, in my opinion, we've got to get on our scuba gear and we've got to go deeper. We got to we got to find there's a, there's a reason this is in here, and I and I haven't told you this yet, but I think I I've got a thought. Oh, okay. I'm going to throw out, okay. and then you can you can tell me. Whether it went too deep <laughs> and I missed it, we we drilled right past the meaning, okay. Okay. or or if we still need to keep drilling. Okay, okay. So here we go. This is Genesis chapter twenty-one, and it's called a treaty with Abimelech. Now Abimelech is that that king, very powerful king. That's just in that one area of Paran, um, in the Geror. It's the area, kind of what we've said, just east of Gaza Strip today. Is that is kind of that deserty area? I, I don't know. Like again, I don't know if it was that deserty then, but I I kind of think it was because this tamarisk tree that was planted. Very few kind of trees will will grow, and this one would. And so the fact that he used a tamarisk tells me that it probably was pretty arid at that time too. Okay. So maybe that's there's that's not the meaning. I know that you might think it is, but there's there's more. <laughs> okay. So here we go. At that time, Abimelech and Phicol, the commander of his army, said to Abraham, God is with you in all that you do. Now, therefore, swear to me here by God that you will not deal falsely with me or with my descendants or with my posterity. But as I have dealt kindly with you, so deal kindly with me and with the land where you sojourn. And Abraham said, I will swear. When Abraham reproved Abimelech about the well of water that Abimelech's servants had seized, Abimelech said, I did not know who has done this thing. You did not, uh, you did not tell me, and I have not heard of it until today. So Abraham took sheep and oxen and gave it to Abimelech, and, in, and the two men made a covenant. Abraham set seven ewe lambs of the flock apart, and Abimelech said to Abraham, what is the meaning of these seven ewe lambs that you have set apart? And he said, These seven ewe lambs will take, you will take from my hand, that this may be a witness for me that I dug this well. Therefore, that place is called Beersheba, because they're both of where both of them swore an oath. So they made a covenant at Beersheba. And then Abimelech and Phico, the commander of the army, rose up and returned to the land of the Philistines. Abraham planted a tamarisk tree in Beersheba and called there on the name of the Lord and everlast the everlasting God. And Abraham sojourned many days in the land of the Philistines. Okay, so, I mean, you seriously, I read this and I think, okay, what's the significance of this passage? So I'm going to give you a my shot at it. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay, so in the past few passages we've looked at, God has directly interceded to preserve the covenant, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's when and Abraham called his his wife Sarah his sister, which is true, she's his half sister, but then God interceded in a dream, said, "No, Abimelech, this is not this is not 
a woman that you need to take on as a harem and your as a wife in your harem. Mm -hmm. She's special. Do not touch her, else bad things going to happen to you, right? Yeah. And so God interceded on on behalf of Sarah. <clears throat> we see some other times when God intercedes to protect the covenant promise. Now, in this particular case, these guys had a had a conflict. Okay, someone misunderstood something about what the who has rights to the water right water yeah. rights kind of things now water rights are big things yeah especially in a desert yeah and uh, especially when there's <laughs> livestock and there's livelihoods involved we don't we have water right issues even today i mean there's who who owns rights to that river flowing that's a big big uh a big debate always um yes. it has been for a long time well th this is what they're having is some kind of a water rights issue but what i see is i don't see there's something missing in this whole thing i don't see god intervening like he did in the past okay and so this is my takeaway <laughs> is that sometimes i think sometimes god expects man to to figure some things out Okay. Okay. There's some negotiations that there's some things that God says, I've got to preserve the covenant. I'm going to have to show up and really protect Sarah. Mm -hmm. uh, in this particular case, when water rights, though very serious, though very important, livelihoods are at stake here. He's basically allowing man to figure these things out. And I, that's what I see here. I don't see thus saith the Lord. I just see two men coming together and saying, okay, you know what? We're going to agree. I'm going to give you this. You give me that. We'll plant a tree as a commemorative uh, of a, of a, of a, an agreement and that we did make an agreement here in Beersheba. And, uh, this is, this is how we're going to settle this issue. That's yeah. the best I got. Yeah. Well, no, that's, I think that's good. And then, uh, the fact that, that Abraham makes a, um, planted the, this tree and there he calls on the name of the Lord. I mean, was that a thank offering for getting this conflict worked out without Maybe. hostilities? I mean, sure. With uh, Abimelech and, and FICO is, or whatever the guys, the FICO sounds the good commander. to me. That's what it looks like. Yeah, okay. FICO, P H I <laughs> FICO, C O L FICO. FICO. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. An interesting name. And, and it's interesting. These two guys, are they must have been fairly young with Abraham, although it's interesting that he says, um, don't deal falsely with me or my offspring or with my posterity, but they outlive Abraham. As we read on in Genesis, Abraham dies, and later on, uh, Abimelech and Phicol uh, appear. I mean, and same thing, uh, Abimelech and Phicol, his commander, commander of his army, and they're dealing with Isaac. And yeah. so they must have been somewhat younger than Abraham, and but they say, "Hey, deal nicely with my yeah. with my offspring." The the other so. thing is introduced here. It's like a, it's like it's a new setting, if you want to call it that, or something just slid in, kind of a in a in a narrative kind of way. But it mentions the land of the Philistines. Mm -hmm. Never since before this have I seen anything about the Philistines until now. We've read all through Genesis. I've not seen anything true about the Philistines. Good and so was there a people group? Was it an area where it was Abimelech and Phicol, the, the beginnings of, of the Philistines? I got a whole bunch of questions now about the Philistines, but it's introduced here. Mm -hmm. And it, and I think we need to maybe even in the future unpack this a little and see, because we know that the Philistines and the Israelites do have a big conflict. There's kind of a David and Goliath thing going on, right? Yeah. That uh, happens yes. many years later, about, about a thousand years later, but it's introduced here and it seems like they, they settled everything in peace. And, uh, 
that day with David and Goliath, they settled things differently, right? Yeah. Just slinging a stone and, and just a, just a different mm. uh, way to think about it. But That's so anyway, interesting paragraph, uh, didn't seem like there's much there. Maybe there's more there than, than we even see. And yeah. so, no, I, I, that you've piqued my curiosity about, you know, if they, if these were the, the forerunners of the yeah. Philistines and they make a peace agreement and even a, a covenant. And yet then later on, why they're at hostilities and it's like, okay, something broke down somewhere. Well, right. And, and I will tell you, um, Abimelech and Feichel, they are, they're commanders of the army. They're, they're a warring people. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that Abraham could sojourn among them is probably pretty amazing and, and basically live in that land because, and protected because I think they were pretty powerful. And yeah. the fact that God basically said, Hey, do not touch Sarah. Bad things going to happen. I think he realized I'm not dealing with just any old uh, normal Abraham guy. This Abraham guy is connected with the living God. Yeah. And so, I mean, where he says, makes, yeah, explicitly, God is with you. I mean, yeah, he be, knew it because of the preceding interactions. That's right. God. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so God, I, I guess he does show up there in the sense of he remembers dealing with Abraham and his God. It was, it's pretty special. So, yeah. anyway, some interesting kind of beginnings. I don't know if it has any life changing things, but. But I do think I do think God expects men to work things out together, and uh, and and figure them out. And you know, we may not get a "Thus saith the Lord" each time, but they they figured it out in peace. And I mm-hmm. think that's a great place to leave mm-hmm. Genesis chapter twenty-one. Okay. And thank you again so so much for joining us. And I hope that you can resolve conflicts in peace. I think that's the goal. It always should be the goal. It was a goal back then. I think it's a goal today as well. God bless you all. <laughs>